Welcome to the Spirituality What? podcast, where we explore the mysteries, joys, and challenges of being spiritual beings navigating our unpredictable human experience we call life here on planet Earth. I'm your friendly guide, Rebecca, ready to jump into our adventure of the day. Hello, Spirituality What? listeners, and welcome back to another awesome episode about being spiritual beings in human bodies here on planet Earth. Today, I am excited for part one of another two-part episode with my good friend, Khan from Denmark. Khan is a Rasa Yoga-led teacher trainer located in Copenhagen, Denmark, certified with the Yoga Alliance, a certified foundation training instructor for level one, has over 10,000 hours of yoga teaching experience. She's a certified role model method practitioner, has tons of other education and certifications, and holds a special place in my heart. Um, Khan and I met in 2014, I think, when I moved to Copenhagen, Denmark, for a little while and started um, a yoga practice. I met Khan through um, some people at work. She was a yoga teacher very close to where I was living. And so it was interesting as we prepared for this, we realized we've known each other for almost 10 years, which was kind of crazy. Um, but Juan and I have stayed connected over the years. I've been to a yoga retreat that Juan has done in Iceland, and I took my mom to one in Goa, India, and really like a lot of the work and that she's done, and really, she really helped get me into yoga as a practice and sort of find what worked for me. So I'm really excited to share you guys and share her with you guys today. And we're going to talk a little bit about her background and a story that I didn't know about kind of the universal signs that led her towards being a yoga teacher. We're going to talk about different aspects that make up yoga, the movement or the asana, the breathing, the pranayama, the mind, the meditation. And we're really going to get a history and kind of a basic on what is rasa yoga, which is what she teaches now which is based on tantric philosophy. And we're going to learn a little bit about other types of yoga as well. And because Khan is from Denmark, and for all those Danish listeners out there, okay, so the podcast is going to be in English. It's not going to be in Danish this time. But Khan does speak Danish. She speaks lots of languages. So if you need anything, you can reach out to her. And let's get this thing started. All right, welcome back to the Spirituality What podcast. I am here this great day with Juan, um, and we're going to just kind of jump right in. So Juan, if you want to give an introduction of yourself. Yes, thank you, Rebecca. I'm very honored to be here with you. It it feels like a a kind of a big thing. It does. (laughs) Um, It is a big thing. Yeah, it is a big thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, my name is Hrun and I uh, originally I'm from Iceland, uh, but I've lived in Denmark like the last almost 30 years. And um, I have taught yoga since 2011. And, um, but my, uh, my journey with yoga actually started uh, yeah, a long time before that when I was in my 20s with meditation. So meditation was kind of my entry 
into the world of the practices of yoga. Um, and it has always been um, meditation is what kind of anchors me into the practice. So if I need to prioritize my time, I always choose meditation okay. before asana. <laughs> okay. Because that's really what helps me to, to anchor myself into, you know, into uh, you know, being and into the kind of deeper um, center that can carry me through the day. And, um, you know, since, since I started uh, my, then the asana practice, like 2006, 2005, uh, I quickly became very interested in, in teaching and was encouraged by one of my first teachers to, to teach. And, um, that, um, so only a kind of a year or two after I took, no, actually it was the same year as I finished my first teacher training, I started teaching and, okay. uh, that has simply been been evolving and during the time where i took my teacher training the first one i was also um just finished a, a phd in health informatics uh, which was kind of a crazy uh, crazy situation because it my thesis was actually uh, denied so the oh my gosh <laughs> exactly it's like what and I have never, you know, I've never had never in my life done something with so much effort and put so much energy into it and not succeed. Wow. You know, so I was like, what is going on? What is, what is happening? So that's, this kind of brought me into a, a huge existential crisis, you know, because I thought I was going to be a university uh, professor, you know, that was kind of what I had lined up for myself. And I got six months to rewrite the whole thing uh and i tried i really tried because you know my my ego which i guess we'll talk about a little bit later <laughs> probably we'll turn to it <laughs> was like you need to do this i mean you cannot just throw all of this out of window with all the work you put into it you have to finish this and um but yeah at the same time i'm i'm doing this yoga teacher training and i'm you know meditating and at some point i have this very clear voice in my meditation which happens quite often <laughs> when i am in, in in deep kind of you know if i if i'm in a situation where i need to make a decision yep. it's off it often arises from something very much more deeper than my, my cognitive mind Absolutely. so this voice just comes over and says let it go and wow <laughs> you know i was like super surprised first i was like asking myself is that really possible i mean and then, I mean, why not? The question was like, why, why not? And uh, it took me a little time to contemplate, you know, and to be with it, sit with this question of, okay, what, what if I let it go? And, uh, but ultimately I, I really could uh, just feel that that was what I needed to do. So I decided I'm gonna let it go. And uh, in uh, a couple of years, I was teaching yoga full-time. I had dropped the teaching at the university. I dropped the, my consultancy job. <laughs> And I was just like, okay, this is, this is my, my Dharma. <laughs> yeah. I did not know and, that you know, story. That is so no. cool. It's like the universe was like, yeah. you better not do this. You better go teach yoga. <laughs> exactly. Because I really, I figured out during the, during the PhD that I, I really love to teach and, mm. uh, um, but it, uh, but it, there was something not right. I mean, I always could feel like I didn't really fit in and, you know, the, the mind of the, you know, acad academia is always to find 
as many errors as possible. Totally. Look at the problems. What is not working? <laughs> and uh, that is just so uh, against how I, you know, just naturally are inclined. I literally I like cannot to even imagine that with you. Like I'm, I'm hearing this story and my brain is literally like, none of this meshes. Like this is not her. Like I can't believe this. It's so crazy. <laughs> exactly. So, so because I really like to look at what is, and that's, that's kind of the um, center of my spirituality. If you like to, to look at the good first, yeah. that is just, how how I, how I see the world yeah absolutely. and i really i really believe that human beings are innately good but then think. stuff happens to us and we are socialized and we are brought up in difficult uh, environments or and we meet people that have not had the resources to work with themselves you know all of that and and then we turn out to be assholes yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, yep <laughs> <laughs> yep we don't start that way i, I believe you i believe you no Nobody starts that way. And uh, so, uh, yeah, so, so as I let go of that, of that ambition, and I also could recognize, which I think is important to mention in this process, that when I really started to question, why am I doing this PhD? You know, did I really want to put myself through six more months of work? And um, then I uh, realized that a lot of what I was well, maybe not all of it, but a lot of it was uh, focused on or that that longing for a title, the PhD title, uh -huh. you know, just the my mind was like, OK, if you have a PhD, you're so cool. And, you know, you have a status and people will respect you. I mean, which is yeah. just it's just very ego based, uh, and, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it's super ego based. It is. And, uh, you know, I uh, yeah, you can you can earn respect and People can like you without PhDs. I'm like, I have all of those things for you. And you know, like, you definitely didn't need a PhD in my mind, but it's very interesting yeah. what we're sort of conditioned towards. Absolutely. It is. It is. And and I think that, you know, having the having my practice, my meditation, my yoga, the, the asana practice, all the, all the work that I do through that also made it... Uh, easier for me to actually let go of this mm. because I know people who have who are doing their PhD on year number 10 and they have no money because the what is it called you have like a sponsor or like a, a funding for some time yeah you're funded for okay. three four maybe maximum five years and then you just have to do it on figure out how you're gonna do it on your own right yeah. and it's just so devastating to to see this that and is. yeah so yeah but uh, yeah, very, very <laughs> interesting. A, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely not a world that I, I considered for about a half a second getting two different master's degrees. And and then I was mm -hmm. like, well, I don't know about that. Now that I've you know been out of school for a while, I'm like going back to school. I don't want to, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> so I hear you. So yeah. the question that I ask everybody on this podcast that I'm excited to ask you is what does spirituality mean to you? Yeah. So if I think about what it means, it, it definitely means to, that the remembrance that there is something much greater than me and that I am a part of the, this greater, this, the highest. Um, it is uh, a sense of belonging. It's, you know, of, of being a part of something um, that matters. 
Mm. So that my individual um, life has significant importance to other beings, even though I don't know them, even though I'm not directly related to them, but that the way I conduct my life and the way I um, meet other beings, it has, has a meaning. And uh, I, I, I like to, you know, remember in the mundane things, you know, in the doing the laundry, in the, yeah. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. taking the dog for a walk, all of these just very basic day to day things that, that, the, that the divine or the highest is just as much present there mm -hmm. as it is in my meditation, as it in, in sacred uh, spaces like a temple or, right. you know, that it's just everywhere and the the ability for us to connect to that energy sometimes you know I, I we can call it grace or there are so many different names and i actually find it kind of difficult to name it with a name sure. because for me it's it's not god but it's it's more yeah it's 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 kind of a flow it's there's something just so much alive and, you know, in nature, you know, feeling it when we are walking in nature and just standing by a tree, that there is so much aliveness, even though from for the bare eye and the ego might say, no, this is just, you know, this is just a tree. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And there's just uh, that, that in that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think about being spiritual. I think that's, just you know oh, yeah. something that I am, <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, but also that in that uh, in that beingness to connect to my heart consciously, especially when I'm very stuck in my mind, and that is something that really helps me to to connect to that higher highest energy. Yes, connection. You use the word connection a bunch when I thought about this my yeah. very very first episode of the podcast outside of the introduction is me talking about what i think mm -hmm. spirituality is and i will say that i did not i i never know what people are going to say i tell people right as a prep for this podcast what the question is but i don't ask for people's answers and so i didn't know what han was going to say and my my mm -hmm. spirituality definition is genuine connection in general with yeah with Absolutely. anything, you know, with yourself, with your yeah. body, yeah. with your spirit, yeah. with the dog that you're walking on the on the side of the street, mm -hmm. kind of whatever it is. Yeah. And Kron, your use of sort of the connection and the spirituality in the mundane, that's exactly what this podcast is about, right? So how do we mm -hmm. <laughs> how do we find that? And this particular episode, right, is gonna be about yoga and your experience with yoga as both a practitioner and a teacher a retreat leader, but someone who just does knows yoga. Um, but as Khan said, and, and I fully believe you don't, you you get it everywhere, literally anything that you're mm. doing. And, and that's mm. where I was really, when I was musing about my definition, I was like, you can connect. If you just take a moment to really connect, you can connect to anything, anywhere. And that's absolutely that's yeah. so cool. So let's let's jump into yeah. the yoga part a little bit. So what mm -hmm. what is the connection for you between spirituality and 
your yoga practice or as a teacher, what you do? Yeah. I think that because I, because I came to the yoga practice through meditation, it has always been like an innate part of it mm. because the, you know, in meditation, there's this um, ability to connect again and to be present. Presence think, is a yep. huge, a uh, huge thing to, uh, and to, to learn to be present with whatever is going on inside me, you know, that I don't control literally anything. <laughs> That's a huge um, recognition or kind of acknowledgement that, that you, you think the mind thinks I can, if I just can control this and this and yeah. this, everything will be so great and my life will be amazing. But then boom, life happens and you can, you realize that no, okay, you can't control anything. But through the meditation, what I've come to realize is that what I can control is my connection, my engagement with the stuff that's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. So that's and and I can I can control that. I can you know I can choose to be angry and I can choose to be pissed off or I can choose to be loving and all of that. But it takes a recognition that I have that choice and bringing that into the physical practice which i think that yoga very often becomes like there's like a you know automatic um connection from yoga movement yes you know yoga asana but for me it's never been like that and um it's it's really that yoga is a way of being and it is also a way of moving it's a way of breathing it's a way of how you uh, focus your attention mm. how you work with your mind and how you work with your energy um so as i when i teach i i always i always teach with a theme um which is the attempt to connect to something higher so the theme always has like a, a something that is universal but it's very often most often it is inspired by something that i've lived and experienced mm. Or sometimes a philosophy, you know, something sure. that a story, you know, from a, a mythological story. Yeah, a, a I do theme. recall yeah. that. Yeah, I, I learned a lot about different yeah. different stories in the retreats that we did. Exactly. I didn't really know about in history. So that's no. a very cool aspect of yeah. your instruction. Yeah, and I, I just, I don't, I'm, I've tried to teach without a theme and it just, I can't. <laughs> because I, I just, I can't just teach asana. Um, because I think that the body is really the, uh, the the entry point into those different um, aspects of ourself. So when we move, we come to experience, oh, here I feel challenged. I might feel, oh, am I weak in this side of my body? Or then all of a sudden you feel like I am empowered. Now I can just do anything. Mm -hmm. And this is what the asana can bring when guided with a sense of connection to something higher. So that is always what I try to bring into the practice, um, and um, and just to to bind that with Rasa Yoga because Rasa Yoga is is the is the yoga school that I have been trained in. Yes, let's and talk it about is that. it's a yeah it's a kind of a new um, a new school because it's uh, it's only from 2015. But my teacher Sienna Sherman, who is um, is from the states, she lives in LA right now. Um, she has been practicing yoga for over 30 years and she studied with all the great masters and she studied, you know, Iyengar um, yoga. She studied with Patabha Joyce and she's, she's been all over the place. Um, and then in, in, in 2000, 
2005, six, there was this huge thing called Anusara Yoga. Okay. I don't know if you've heard about it. I haven't. It, but it doesn't really matter. No, <laughs> that is, that's kind of, it was a build on, it was, it, it was created by this guy called John Friend. He's also American. And he was, he was a, a Yinger, a yoga teacher. A Yinger is like very strict alignment based practice. Okay. So it's half a yoga, but it's like with um, focused on being in the position with the right angle of the foot, the direct, you know, the, the uh, specific cues to how you hold yourself. Okay. It's very specific okay. in that way. He took that, but it's kind of dry. So John Friend took that practice and then he created Anusara Yoga, which added the heart uh, element. Okay. Or kind of, he wanted to spice it up with, you know, with a, so when you practice these different poses, you can evoke a specific quality of the heart, like courage or joy or whatever. Okay. And this is all very good. This is Anusara was a really, really cool um, style of yoga because it had the, both of the the very uh, concrete alignment cues, made it safe to practice. You build strength, and everybody is kind of learning how to uh, to use the body in optimal optimal way. And then adding this aspect of calling on your courage. Let's say, Sienna, my teacher, was one of the master teachers in Anusara. And that whole school came to, it was dismantled in 2010. Oh, okay. I think it was around that time, 2010, 11. Yeah. And that's a long story. I don't want to go into it here. Every, you can just look it up if you want to, because <laughs> it's a scandal. It's a typical scandal. Gotcha. You know, somebody, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but Sienna goes, goes then, uh, is, doesn't really know what she wants to do because she doesn't want to be related to Anusara anymore, it, and it doesn't really exist in in the states, but it actually exists in the in the Europe. Okay. It's quite big in in Germany. Um, so she goes into like a contemplation, and she birthed this births this Rasa Yoga school. Um, and I was I took part in her first uh, teacher training in 2015, and Rasa Yoga does it combines, uh, it combines flow and form. So it's both Hatha Yoga you know, like the more static postures, and then it's vinyasa. And it's always uh, in that um, there's a there's a con kind of, uh, you can go look at very clear physical uh, cues and alignment uh, stuff. And then at the same time, there can be flow. Okay. And then it's always based in tantric philosophy, which is like the fundamental uh, outlook on what what is the world and how are we a part of the world, which sets kind of that there is one of the great teachings of, of Tantra, the Tantric philosophy, is that um, your life is a gift. It's not a problem to be solved. Whoa. It's a gift to be embraced, <laughs> what? not a problem to be solved. <laughs> yeah. I just did like a mind-blown emotion with my yeah. hands. That that was pretty interesting. Oh, amazing. I like that. And that is, so that's kind of the, the, the outlook. And then we have mudras, hand gestures. We have mantras which are like the, the 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 songs that we sing and the vibrational language of sanskrit is a part of is a very much a part of it so we we try to learn the right pronunciation we try really to honor the roots of yoga in rasa yoga there's meditation there's also the pranayamas and there is a huge focus on social justice um you know using our yoga practice to uplift minorities okay and then there's a great element of what is called shadow work. And that is, that is um, 
for the teachers and actually for everyone who practices Raja Yoga to that you need to understand who you are and your conditioning and and we can call them you know shadows so what what are you conditioned by and how does it show up in your life and how can you work to release them and to put cast light on the shadows so it's kind of a a huge uh, <laughs> huge palette that offers you a lot of uh, stuff to use in your classes it sounds very you don't comprehensive. have to bring it is and that's what i really love about it it's a uh, and Sienna is just so skilled at, you know, she's created, created an amazing manual. And now I teach, I also teach Raga Rasa Yoga teacher trainings, uh, 200-hour trainings. Um, and uh, and there is just, you know, it's it's just, it's, it's kind of, it really teaches you that yoga is so much more. So mm. when people come, they, so often uh, my students come when they're doing the training and they say like, Oh, I haven't been I haven't been practicing. And then I ask them, well, did you did you breathe? Did you sit down for a minute to meditate? Well, yeah, I did that, but I didn't practice. And then we're like, oh, well, okay, yeah, I did actually practice. <laughs> I just didn't do any yeah. asana. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was mindful in the way the I was yeah. exactly. Exactly. So that's uh, so- I love that. I love I love Rasa Yoga. It's, it sounds, it sounds amazing. And what I'm hearing you say when you talk about all the different maybe types of yoga is that maybe there's a spectrum when it comes to the ability to be spiritual in yoga practice and that there are maybe some types of yoga that lend themselves like Rasa yoga towards a more Mm -hmm. full mind, body, spirit, connective practice as opposed to maybe potentially hatha yoga where you're just kind of sitting there. Um, I think it's dependent on the teacher probably as well, but is, is that sort of accurate reflection? Yeah. Well, what I think that uh, we could say is that in, in Bikram yoga, for example, if you know, the hot yoga where there is, there is pranayama (laughs) and there are six, 26 postures and then that's it. Uh, which hot. is, I mean, yeah, and it's hot and, and you're sweating, which some people love. And there's so much, I mean, I, I, I really do not, uh, I, I, I like to practice in the heat, but Bikram as a person is, is just awful. Let's put that to <laughs> side. <laughs> but I mean, there's, there's a two aspects of the, of the practice. So, you know, pranayama, the breath work, and then movement, asana. Uh, so yeah, and where is the meditation? Where is the mm. all the you know the ethical uh, principles of you know how you conduct yourself? And uh, so and this is I think that I think that it's so sad that that everybody nowadays wants to put yoga after whatever you know, goat yoga, beer yoga, oh. you know, you name it yoga. I just it it just kind of you know I I've said to myself doesn't matter. If the people go to those kind of practices, they will ultimately figure out that that's not the real thing and they will move on to mm. something more meaningful. Uh, but still, I'm kind of frustrated <sighs> about it because I don't think you can call everything. Everything is not yoga. It just isn't. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's really interesting when you think about that because I've I've looked into those classes before but not because of the yoga i've looked into it because of the cute Mm. puppies or or the baby goats right like it's like (laughs) oh it's an experience 
with cute animals. Yeah. So why not try it? Yeah. I've never actually, I've never actually done one. Uh, but when you see videos, it's very much like distracting. If, if that, like yeah. the, you know, of course, little yeah. animals yeah, are yeah, adorable. Yeah. They make you feel good. They give us dopamine in our heads, mm -hmm. which is awesome. But mm -hmm. it is in, I agree with you. Like it's, it's movement around cute little animals that then get in your way and prevent you from really connecting to yourself, which is okay. It's a different kind of connection, I guess. Absolutely. I think it's fine. I just, I just, well, I just don't like it being called yoga. Yeah. Because yoga yeah. has a tradition that it originates from somewhere. It's not just something we can plaster on anything because we want to draw attention to it. There yeah. are even studios here that, that, you know, they stayed in their kind of on their, you know, on the on, online that you, when you read about it, well, you cannot chant. There is no incense which doesn't really have anything to do with yoga but and no um uh, no mantras of course and there is we don't see om we don't say om that's forbidden oh, like very strict and practices very strict yeah and very you know try to kind of uh, peel off everything that actually makes it yoga yeah <laughs> and then they call themselves a yoga studio which i find like i, I just call it what it is and um, I think that it, it it will be fine. I mean, call it uh, physical practice I'm inspired like by yoga. Stretching, you know. You know <laughs> yeah, stretching. Yeah, get get hot in the heat and move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. But uh, yeah. Hot yoga is, it is just, I am not, I cannot breathe when I do hot yoga. It is just too <laughs> much for me. I'm, I'm with you. So I, Kran and I have yeah. done a couple, I've done a couple of her retreats and we did do one in India, which was inherently a heated yeah. space <laughs> but it was exactly. still a little bit different we had some fans it was like kind of indoor outdoor space it was still a little bit different than a boxed in room with mm -hmm. you know 100 degree fahrenheit or whatever the temperature is kind of air being blown in there which is which is really different yeah exactly oh my goodness kron just knows so much she's just such a smart person. I'm so excited that she's on this podcast and that you have all joined us today. Join us next week for a bit more into the ego and we're going to talk about retreats and it's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see you. Thank you for joining me on today's spirituality what adventure. Subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. Visit us on Instagram at spirituality.what to interact, tell us what spirituality means to you, and even provide some of your own personal musings. Human on, you phenomenal spiritual beings.